So this first one is for the cold open. What are we doing? The, just that shot, then you're not really here. Oh, we're not here? Yeah, we're not here. And we're telling people we're not really here? Yeah. What do they give a shit if we're here or not? You guys are working me to death, man. I know. Just keeping track of well, you. That's bones. why you're not here. That's why I'm up there. That's why drinking no, beer. Where's everyone else? Worried about this. <laughs> Wonder if the show's any good. There's only one way to find out. You know what we should just do? To watch yourself. Let's just let's just play like some best of, some like good video. Cool. Some good interviews. I like you know, it. like the really cool shit we're doing that nobody else is doing. You know yeah. what I don't like about podcasts? What? Just a bunch of assholes sitting around talking about what a bunch of other assholes are sitting around talking yeah. about. Yeah. Roll it. No, we're not. It's pre-take, dude. From downtown Detroit, it's no BS news out. With my main man, Scotty No bullshit. Dude, why am I even here at this desk? I'm up north at the cabin. Uh, the magic of tape. Is anybody fucking thinking? I'm here. I just play the clips. Happy Labor Day, everybody. For all your labor. Put your power back on? I never lost it. You never lost it? I know. I'm the only person. Drew and I are the only ones that never lost it. I'm just going to go up to my cabin shit in a hole. I mean, I, you don't need any power up there. I was going to say, do you have power at your cabin? Of course I have power at my cabin. No. I you, and I bet you didn't go out. Isn't that funny? You got to go like into the wilderness, man, to get electricity get because it's out all over Metro Detroit. It's a million fucking people. I, I'm just tired. I need a vacation. Well earned. I rolled it. Where are we? The computer says they try. You dumbass. I told you not to play around Uranus. Heavens to Megatroid. Don't get out of the ship. The rear thruster is out. It appears we're trapped in Detroit. Perhaps you should call the Detroit police. An excellent idea. I believe I have service. Nine, one, one. You've reached the Detroit Police Department. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. These human beings are devious. It appears someone is scrapping our aluminum panel. You've reached the Detroit Police Department. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. Hey brothers, you've been traveling a lot. You look like you need your windows cleaned. No, no, get away from the windshield. We don't have any cash. Yes, come on brother, you're making it worse. You're fucking it all up. Where the fuck are the police? You've reached the Detroit Police Department. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. Warning, graphic scenes and political satire. Sense of humor required. There he goes, a man's best friend, a boy's best boy. <coughs> Times are tough, but why skimp on bumpkin's dog food now? I feed mine doggy din din, real whole grains. Real beef stock. It might cost a little more, but consider the times we're living in. War. Inflation. Disease. So why skimp now? 
You might have to eat the old feller later. <laughs> doggy din din, a meal within a meal. It's a dog eat dog world out there, so make sure your meat is marbled and raised with love. I love you so much, boy. I could just eat you up. Hey, I got what you need. Is it good? Oh, man, that's the best shit around. That's the apple rabbit test. Dude, rabbit test? I need a COVID test. I'm not pregnant. Hey, you, you know what I mean? Rabbit, goddammit, rabbit. Where, where'd you get it, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, man, off a of back of running truck outside the nursing home. with no employees around. I got tons of these shits. How much? Uh, for you, special price, $35. $35? Hey, hey, look, man, that's cheaper than what the fuck Mayor Duggan is paying. That is true, man. Right, hey, by the way, man, you know you got a hair all over your mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was petting my wife, Big Pussy. She got a calico name, Big Pussy. Peace. <coughs> hey, why are you still wearing a mask? COVID's still a thing. People are still dying of it. I guess so, but there's no teenagers dying in high school. Well, it helps hide the pimples anyway. What? Nobody told me to hides the pimple trick. I didn't know that. Hides the pimples. Boys are so weird. If you're up north drinking beer like me, but you just can't get away from business and you worry about how you're going to get it done, how you're going to increase your bottom line, how you're going to save yourself and your clients millions. How? You call ADR, who've overseen more than $250 million in private and public construction projects since 2001. Uh, they're experts in procurement and government compliance and information technology. ADR, honest, ethical, smart. Call Barry Ellen Tuck at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Get the job done right, on time, on budget. ADR consultants, fix the shit. Hey, look, you see the skyscraper? Yeah, me neither. Five years, $650 million of your dollars, and nothing going on. Cranes swinging in the wind. Enjoy this four hours of time-lapse photography, watching the incredible shrinking skyscraper. Where is it? Where's the Hudson skyscraper? Well, Dan's coming to the people. He needs another $60 million handout. But the thing is, is anybody around Dan's project willing to reach down and give a hand down to our people in need? So we asked comedian Detroit Red, play dead, see if anybody's gonna help him. You make good looking bum, Red. Okay, let's do me a favor. Walk across the street there and lean on that light pole. Go, go over there and be homeless. Go ahead and lay down on the ground there, bro. Need a helping hand, my man. Anybody gonna help out Red here? Hot sun, man all fucked up. Anybody? Okay, here come a couple people with those downtown, I work for Dan Gilbert, uh, thing, things hanging around their neck. Oh, nobody, nobody care about Red. All right, Red, look, uh, here comes a nice couple of nice dressed chicks. Why don't you moan a little bit? They're, they're about five feet from you. Okay, start moaning, Red. Nah, they went around. Okay, here comes a the guy. There you go, go ahead, a little louder, Red. 
No, he don't give a fuck. Oh, here comes some police, dude. Let's see if you can get help with the police. Now they got some place to be, dude. Look <laughs> at a man dying on the sidewalk. And the police can go ahead a little loud, real loud now. <laughs> the guy in the scooter took the double look at you and took off. <laughs> Man, this whole corner he needs sixty million dollar hand out, but nobody can reach down and give the fellow man a hand. Put your hand out, Red. Put your hand out. <laughs> <laughs> Put your head out like somebody give you a dollar, bro. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about poor man. Did that chick just take a picture of him? <laughs> oh, man. How cold is the heart become, Byron? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> okay, Red. Red, I want you to like, when I tell you, I want you to roll over into the middle of the sidewalk. Okay, go ahead, roll over now. I'll, on your back, do it qu quickly. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm trying to help get this 60 million for Dan Gilbert's new skyscraper. Do you got 60 million? No, no, no. 60 million. Do you like police? Do I like police? I don't know if they like me. No, they're not going to like you on the ground and they're going to come talk to you. And I don't want them to come talk to you. Maybe they got the 60 mil for Dan Gilbert. Where are you going? Where am I going? Right back there until I get my 60 mil. Oh, you're not. I'm going to annoy you. Well, maybe maybe we get them to give us 60 mil. Gonna help him. Dude, I kicked you, nobody cared. Get up. Nobody gives a fuck about you. <laughs> I kicked you, nobody gave a fuck. Oh fuck, that was great. Like most of your stories, it's false. 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 You can play me some Nowacky? I don't have it set up to do that. Just yeah. imagine it's underneath you. Okay. You want me to sing it? <laughs> yeah. Roll we'll a It's here to remind you. <laughs> and operated. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let the real version play now. Listen, folks, while you're up there drinking beer, don't overreact. Overreaction is not a strategy for the long-term investor. Neither is burying your head in the sand and hoping it all turns out for the best. That's right. You call Luke Nowacki at 
4748. You've got some money. What do you do with it? Thinking about buying that little parcel next to your parcel up there? <laughs> buying, buying another cabin? And buying another cabin. That maybe, has power? Maybe it is property. Maybe it's silver. Maybe it's gold. Maybe it's the time to get into the market. Luke knows. Could it be real estate? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? One doesn't know. I, uh, but I'm not a giant hedge fund. How can I buy real estate? Well, you got to know what the hedge fund's doing, don't you? That's true. Who keeps track of what the hedge funds are doing? Luke. Luke, he does. He's This guy, the spreadsheets he says, uh, sends me is insane, man. So I uh, check him a week uh, on a bi-monthly basis. And when I do that, I call him at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. running around here smacking folks up at the Oscars for talking about his bald head wife. We still waiting on you to smack the agent that put you in them bad-ass movies like the Wild Wild West and Hitch. Yeah, what's up with your hair? You look like K-Fed with alopecia. Will's career might be looking like it's in trouble, but Jada's look like it's gonna be bouncing back. I heard all kind of people reaching out to her to be their spokesperson, like Rogaine and Hair Club for Men. Yeah, what product do you use? Chicken grease or Crisco? And I just heard McDonald's is about to pick up a new Jada Pickett Smith combo. Comes with fries with no salt, pop with no ice, and just a plain beef patty, no bun. Yeah, and if your braids were any tighter, your eyebrows would be covering that ball spot on the top of your head. Keep my hair out of your fucking mouth. Tonight on Let It Rip, from heroes to zeros, two Michigan bozos who couldn't manage their own campaigns, former Detroit Police Chief James E. Craig and self-anointed quality guru Perry Johnson both kicked off the Republican primary ballot for governor after turning in thousands of fake signatures. And now, your host, Rup Raj. Good evening. It's time to let it rip. Let's get right into it. Chief, you were the front runner. Now you're in yesterday's newspapers. Let me tell you something. I'm a cop, and I'm not going to stand for this. This is crap, and I'm a cop. And? That's it. I'm a cop. Okay. Mr. Johnson, you bill yourself as a quality guru, but you spent $7 million of your own money, which amounts to about $333 for every phony signature. What does that say about your executive acumen? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that practical matter, this is all scratch and sniff electoral fraud. The chief's correct when he says it's bullcrap. I mean, well, I know we turned in thousands of phony signatures. I know that. You know that. We all know that. But which ones are phony? I don't know that. You don't know that. Nobody knows that. And that's why we should be on the ballot. Now, I, I brought some examples of these so-called forged signatures. Smell that, real? It's okay. It's okay, sir. You can sit down. I'm good. You can sit down. It's okay. I want to throw this to Charlie Langton. Charlie, you're a lawyer. What do you make of all this? You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Just let me say this. I, I, I know. You're a cop. Don't interrupt me. I want to make an exclusive announcement right here on Lady Rip. 
I'm launching my write-in campaign because I'm the best candidate to unseat Governor Gretchen Richmer. <laughs> but also, I'd like to announce my running mate right here. Johnny Walker Blue. I know Johnny. I like Johnny. And I trust Johnny. He's with me everywhere I go. And, and, and let me tell you this. Blue labels matter, Ruth. And I'm a cop. You heard it here, folks. Right here on Let It Rip, Blue Label Matters. Can I get some money? Nurse, scalpel. Scalpel. Clamp. Clamp. Uh, oh, damn it. Damn it, man. More anesthesia. More anesthesia. We don't have anything left, Doc. Then turn on the local news, man. Turn on the news. I told them that my favorite word was sprocket. And a little kid said he liked the word rocket. And a little girl said that rhymes with my locket. Well, within 90 seconds, we came up with... I had a sprocket in my pocket. I locked it in a locket. Doc, you're a genius. Oh, Works every time. You know, it's another thing I got to do when I get back from my beer vacation. Hmm, what, your insurance? I, I got to I said okay. I'm, I'm waiting till after Labor Day, and I'm calling my friends at Legacy Cause, Partners. Cause this that's, is true. That's a natural answer when someone says, you know what I have to do when I get back? Someone goes, check your insurance. I got I to gotta check if I'm overpaying for insurance, and I bet you I am. I know everybody that checks is because you tried legacy partners saved me about two to three grand did they a year I, i'm not joking yeah. i mean how did it work uh you call them and you give them all the particulars you know say uh, what kind of coverage you want you do you give them your policies you go you can do that that's even easier yeah this is my oh oh you tell them like i have a house i have two cars yeah. i have da, 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 da. yeah send them the policies you have and then they'll shop it around to find a, an equal one at a much better price and then it's super uh, simple does it cost much no cost anything not that I, if it did, if it did, I didn't get billed. <laughs> right. So, you know, ask, well, look, if you can lower me thousands, I'll pay you hundreds. Exactly. You know, yeah. so I'll have more information for you next week. <laughs> Once I do this, I'm going uh, call my friends at 586-209-4106. And remember, yes. Legacy Partners also helps with Medicare, mm -hmm. right? If you're 64, you're going to be getting on that Medicare. Again, it's illegal for people to call you. So you call them. They'll find you the best price, the best plan. Keep your doctor, and it's free. Yeah. It's absolutely free. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get your car rates lowered, probably. Mm -hmm. Your house rates lowered, probably. You can get your parents' uh, Medicare improved. And if you're a person about ready to get on it and you don't know how to navigate it, Legacy Partners is the full stop. I really actually like these people. Well, you have nothing to lose, right? I mean, worst case scenario, then you're right back to where you started. Absolutely. So. Take care of yourself and take care of your, your right. elders, Family, right? 586-209-4106. Yeah. Tell them we sent you. Tracy Kornack, a slip and fall lawyer from Grand Rapids and the treasurer of the Michigan Democratic Party, was accused last month by a nursing home director of trying to scam an insurance company of $50,000 in the name of an elderly brain damaged woman. That nursing home director, Joe LeBlanc, has since been fired. That's the, not the reason they gave me, but I think that's pretty much it. Um, but 
you know, what are you going to do? I, I feel like I did the right thing. Um, you know, if somebody came to me and said, I think your business manager is shady, like, I'd be grateful. Meanwhile, Kornak and the Democrats are silent, hoping it all dies away. No way, we say. So we went to Grand Rapids to find Kornak's office. Tracy Kornak? No. Was it ever? I don't think so. Nope, not here either. A P.O. box? What kind of law office is that? That's a very small, must be little furniture in that office. Finding no office, we went to Kornak's house in suburban Grand Rapids. Hello? People were inside. I saw the blinds moving but they pretended they weren't inside. I'd like to talk to you about one of your clients, Ms. Did in fact your daughter apply $50,000 of care to this old woman? And why are you using somebody else's tax ID number? There's no record of your daughter being there. We like answers, we care about our old people. And then someone screamed out the window. Say what? Get the fuck out of that mailbox! I just caught you on camera. Let's hear that one more time. Get the fuck out of that mailbox! I just caught you on camera. M. Effer from the upstairs window. Not what I'd expect from one of the most powerful Democrats in Michigan. That was friendly. Must be a lawyer. Neighbor said, "I shouldn't be surprised." I moved in here. First thing she said to me was, move your car to my mailbox while we're unpacking. So. And ever since then, it's just been hate. Oh, never spoke to me. Never waved, nothing. Only that one time. That's the only time I've ever spoken with her. Really? How, how long have you lived here? Six years. Oh, yeah. Wow. So when my husband's outside, like we had somebody measuring for the property lines. You can't put up a fence there. That's my property line. So the guy said, no, it's not. That's the property line. So. Tracy, why can't you be nicer to your neighbor Terry over here? In the end, this is about the elderly of Michigan and how we treat them. Governor Gretchen Whitmer still refuses to address the true number of nursing home dead under her COVID policies. And her treasurer, Tracy Kornack, refuses to address $50,000 in mysterious billings she tried to pocket in the name of a brain damaged woman. And the man who blew the whistle on this all? He's out on his ass. I mean, at the end of the day, I want to look back and be able to say five, ten years from now, I did the right thing. And, um, you know, to hell with the consequences, really. But, um, no, I, I knew what was going to happen. I knew this was going to come. And um, I really feel good about what was said and what was done. And this is why people are afraid to do right by each other. That's the consequences. That is Joe's not afraid, and we're not afraid. We'll stay on this. We promise. That's why Whitmer should give the interview. Think of the great commercials that could come from it. Viral commercials. Huge commercials. The best commercials. The interview, I imagine, might go something like this. Governor. There's a referendum that will appear on the ballot to enshrine abortion rights into the state constitution. 
you are the figurehead of that campaign. You know, like mothers and fathers everywhere, I'm thinking about my daughters. They now have fewer rights than I've had my whole life, and I am incensed about this. Now, I don't think you're honestly telling people what's in it. Let's take the case of the Ohio 10-year-old as an example. By my reading of your referendum's language, that same 10-year-old girl could empty her piggy bank, take a greyhound to Michigan, and get an abortion without her parents' knowledge. The abortionist would not have to be a licensed physician, but only a healthcare professional. That could mean, hypothetically, a massage therapist. If the massage therapist bots the procedure, she couldn't be held criminally responsible. Is that correct? And if so, do you actually support that? We are taking, using every tool we have to fight for reproductive rights for Michigan women. I've used every tool in my toolbox. I am urging every every pro-choice leader to use every tool in their toolbox, so. Come on, answer the question, yes or no? My husband did go up to our place in Antrim County and raked some leaves and came home. Yes or no? My husband made a failed attempt at humor last week. He thought it might get a laugh. It didn't. And to be honest, I wasn't laughing either. Let's move along. Did your nursing home policies kill old people? We have always led with science and data, and recently we were able to permit visitations at nursing homes for family members with testing. We took this seriously from the start and consistently led with science and data. Well, an independent audit shows that the true nursing home death toll is at least 42% higher than you admit. That's as bad as Cuomo in New York. So again... Did your policies kill old people in the nursing homes? And did you plagiarize your policies from Cuomo? And why play shell games with human life anyway? That appeared to be the best practice with the science and information that we had, and that's how we pursued it. You know, older people are more susceptible, and in congregate care facilities, that is uh, exacerbated. And all of the processes we have backed, uh, we have, are backed by science and data. If we continue allowing and following science and data, and making sure that that remains our North Star, we proved we can chew gum and walk at the same time. Finally, Governor. You promised to fix the damn roads. We moved a lot of dirt. Yes, but nearly all that money is borrowed and the work is all being done at once. So, did you create a giant traffic jam to make it look like you're actually doing something just around election time? And is filling in the cracks and potholes with tar patch really fixing anything? When you see those orange barrels, number one, slow down. There are people working. And number two, those orange barrels means we are moving dirt and fixing the damn roads. Governor, can you imagine the price of gas today had your 45 cent a gallon tax gone into effect? I'd be commuting by dog sled. Aren't you glad your tax didn't go through? I know I am. Since I took office, Michigan has repaired, rebuilt, or rehabilitated over 13,000 lane miles of road and over 900 bridges. Now that's enough miles to drive from the Michigan-Ohio border all the way to the mighty Mac over 40 times. I don't know that there's a, a lot more for me to add at this point in time other than they have pretty good pizza. Good afternoon, it's James Harvey with your NBN News weather report. The snow is melting, 
and the abandoned furniture and old tires are in full bloom. You know what they say, April showers bring May floods on the east side. <laughs> Hell, I still haven't gotten my check, FEMA check from last year. And speaking about things that take too long, with all the rain in the forecast, you can expect the grass and the land bank lots to grow taller than Dan Gilbert's skyscrapers. <laughs> Which has a plus side. Now you won't be able to see the abandoned furniture and old tires. <laughs> expect a massive warm front to move through Detroit next week. Forecast for the summer, hot. What a high probability of murder, bang, bang. <laughs> you might want to take advantage of the rain and gas up your car now. Only in the daytime. And don't forget to stock up on that beer and those lottery tickets. And stay indoors. And remember, when we get these massive warm fronts, it comes with light wind from the west. And with the light winds comes massive power outages all over Michigan. Shit! So after you get through gassing that car up, in the daytime, you might want to stop by the dollar and 25 cent store and stock up you some candles. But remember, with inflation, you're only gonna get 11 candles in a box made for 12. This is James Harvey with NBN News, reminding you, Detroit, gas up in the daytime. I don't know why I'm in the desert in my underpants. I don't know why these wolves are following me, but I need sausage. The moon is high, the clubs are closed, and the beast needs to be fed. Sausage. I look in my fridge, oh my, what do I see? Sausage, a good wiener. It's hard to find, so make sure you treat it kind. Sausage. You may run with a pack, but everything ain't meant to be said. Sausage. No need to cross the desert. No need to cross eight miles. Who these wolves be? Get back, bitch. Sausage. Order a Coney kit directly to your door at AmericanConeyIsland.com. Now, before we update you on the pathetic end to the mass poisoning of Flint, a little background. Flint was broke. It was taken over by an emergency manager. They couldn't even borrow. But the geniuses in this town figured something out. Detroit charges us too much for water. If we build our own water plant, we can charge the same amount and keep the difference. That's a lot of contracts. That's a lot of contributions. That's a lot of steak dinners with nice Chianti. But how can Flint borrow when it's broke? 
They created an emergency. And then they had to start paying on their borrowing immediately when the new water plant wasn't even fixed. So what'd they do? They started drinking out of the sewer known as the Flint River. Now what you find in the Flint River are car batteries and corpses. And then what'd they do? They shipped it over there to the water treatment plant. Little problem. Water treatment plant so old it can't treat water. So they started shipping the people garbage, swill, not fit for a pig. Tens of thousands were poisoned, hundreds died, and here we are. No justice. And now for our story. I couldn't understand why Kim Worthy, Hamad, Nesselnim came in and dismissed those charges. I was suspicious then and I'm suspicious now. Political motivations, Gretchen Whitmer trying to get elected at the time, Snyder endorsing Whitmer, uh, Mezzeron and all the big shots behind the scenes, and Flint residents, in my opinion, was used as a pawn, high-profile case, water crisis. I had a lot to do with the strategy to declare the emergency. And we had did all that hard work. Then them numbskulls who hadn't been in the fight, Gretchen Whitman, Neely, and others, then almost said it, messed it up. Nobody did a day in jail. Not one dollar got returned. There's a bunch of big shots out there. Where would I find these big shots today? What do you think they're doing? Um, Neely probably scrambling somewhere in his office, He's in calling there? back and The mayor's forth. in there? I see his Cause, car. Because the mayor was a city councilman and he pushed for it. He pushed to use the Flint River water. He gave tours. He, he was pushing <laughs> in the plant to use it. And now media, nobody is saying anything about that. Well, that's funny. You were media. That's right. So yeah, let's go. Somebody. Let's go find the mayor. <laughs> let's go find him. Let's go find him. Hey, bottles of water. Hmm. Hmm. Don't use. Don't use. Flint 2022. Don't drink the water. Okay. Oh. Hi. Is the mayor in? He's not. Can you have him give me a call? Can I leave my number? He knows me. Okay. Is he having lunch? I'm not sure. I know he was in a meeting. But not here. In a meeting someplace else. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, I just pulled in. I seen that he was here. So I'm always highly suspicious of certain politicians telling the truth and having their staff tell the truth and folks lying and telling half truth. I know this one. He will trick you, lie to the community. So the mayor's tax-funded car is here. Look at the plate. The mayor's not here, but his car is. Hello, this is Charlie. You? I'm very well. Hi, um, so I have the mayor on the line and he was wondering what it was you would like to speak with him about. Oh, uh, I, I, would like to, I would like to speak to the mayor about the, uh, about the water, but the... Yeah. Okay. Are you Channel 4? I I'm sorry? Are, are you from Channel 4, he said? No, this is Charlie Ledoff from the No Bullshit News Hour. You know, bigger than Channel 4. That's a strange turn of events. 
within seconds, he magically appears. <laughs> From somewhere deep inside this phone. Okay, thank you very much. You can poison 100,000 people and get away with it if you're a rich white person or, you know, a government official. Well, the mayor's black. Yeah, but he's not being charged. No, but he also vo he, he voted for it. Yeah, he sure did. And he uh, put up videos, which have now been taken down, about supporting drinking from the Flint River. Oh, we can't find those. are gone, huh? Yeah, those oh. are taken down. Did you approve of the job that the former administration was doing here? I approve of Todd Flood and his team because they spent three years, one, coming to Flint, getting to know the people, gathering our evidence that we had collected. He respected the evidence we had collected and used it to file proper charges in the proper courts under the proper precedent and he didn't trample over anybody's constitutional rights. So they stuck. The indictment stuck. And the cases were moving forward to trial for manslaughter, which is a pretty big deal. If Dana Nessel, the attorney general, and her, you know, solicitor general, had Dana Nessel wanted to get these charges to stick, one, she would have stuck with the original team. She would have brought them in to teach her brand new team all about what's going on, what they had learned for three years, and the su successes that they had had moving forward. But instead, she scrapped it all, all the expertise, tossed it out, didn't talk to Flint residents, didn't let us know anything, and then moved forward with much weaker cases. And also appointing, you know, a solicitor general who has never, and I repeat, never, had uh, spearheaded a criminal case through trial. So why would you do that? What do you want to tell Nessa? Why? Why did you fail us? And don't say it's an accident, don't say it's a whoopsie, and don't keep saying that justice delayed is justice denied. It's not delayed, it's just done. It's justice went to the garbage can where you threw it three years ago. Well, now we're gonna go try and see Jeff Wright, the Genesee County Drain Commissioner. The man that put the whole Karagandi Water Authority together. Lots of money, lots of contracts, lots of bonds, lots of campaign contributions, and lots of pain. I heard he doesn't like me. How you doing? Uh, Jeff Wright, please. Uh, he is not here at the moment. I'm Kevin Sylvester, I'm the communications director. Kevin, his car's out there. Who is? Jeff's. That's not his vehicle. No, out there, over there. Okay, can you come out? Or you... I, I, I can't leave here. Okay, um... If I can ask what's regarding? Uh, you know, the water, the charges, the Supreme Court throwing out the charges, you know, no, must be a good day here. Uh, that has nothing to do with our office. No, it's Karagandi Water Authority. It's Chef Ray. It's a drink. He put the whole thing in motion, man. Now, come on, it's me, dude. Okay. So he's not here? I'm not aware of the meeting here now. Check his office? I, I will after just to make sure, but I, I don't believe he's here. Check his office for me, please. Before I leave. <laughs> okay. If you if you'll uh, go ahead and uh, contact me, we can try to assess something. That's Thank all you. I can do for you now. Thank you very much. Right. Okay. Take it easy. Let's try it. Kurtz's house, the former emergency manager who signed the order to drink pig swill. The emergency manager, you know, they took over control of Flint. The Governor Snyder appointed him, and he's the one that signed it. Drink from the river. See how Ed's doing, how he's feeling today. It's Charlie again. I'm not here to bust balls today. We're here to congratulate you.
for getting away with it. Poisoning tens of thousands of people. And making money while doing it. Only in America. See if, oh, he's still got the fountain. Oh. Good old Detroit water. Well, at Ed Kurtz's house from Flint Township, far away from Flint, where the man got away with it, Charlie Ladoff, along with Zach and Byron. No bullshit news. I found out the Border Patrol caught a man and his family sneaking in over the Texas border last November. His name is Assam Bazi. And the thing about Assam Bazi is, He's listed on the terrorist watch list as a high classified, known or suspected terrorist. They let him in anyway. They were worried. He's overweight. They're afraid he'd catch COVID in lockup. They're not supposed to do that. I'm told they've never done that. Anyhow, he's living here in Dearborn with his wife and daughter at his brother's house, awaiting his asylum hearing next month. I reached out to Hassan Bazi by phone. I'm just a simple man, he told me in Spanish. I don't know what they're talking about. We promised to talk to an interpreter the next day. I interpret peop uh, for people when they're in uh, jail, when they're in court. So the next day came. He must have gotten cold piernas because he never answered. Please leave your message. No, no dice. Here's what we're going to do, guys. Wassam, Wassam, you hear me? You'll see me this week. Got my word on that. Okay. Now, I'm no hater. If Uncle Sam says it's okay for a terrorist to be living in the United States, then it must be okay for a terrorist to live in the United States. I even brought Mr. Bozzi a housewarming gift. It's a plant from a dead man's wake. Nobody home. Well, as we like to say in Dearborn, Bienvenido a los Estados Unidos. Welcome to America. Good afternoon, I'm Charlie LaDuff, and welcome to the No BS News Hour. The world-renowned Oakland Hills Country Club burned to the ground Thursday morning, the fire apparently starting in the attic above the main clubhouse. The 100-year-old club has hosted six U.S. Opens, three PGA Championships, and a Ryder Cup. Another Michigan jewel gone. Members vow to rebuild. And now for some ridiculous fire news. A crew of Detroit firefighters went to a bar last Friday night in neighboring Melvindale, three miles away. It was all-you-could-eat fish night. The problem is, they took the fire engine. 
The on-duty crew from Engine 48 parked on a busy street out front of the bar where parking's not allowed. A citizen called 911 to report the firefighters drinking. The cops showed up. Then the chief of department showed up. We've got a winner, the chief is said to have uttered after getting a whiff of the inebriated engine operator who blew a point one two. Nothing to see here. The ranking officer tested non-negative for drugs. Whatever that means, he's scheduled for a second test. The episode comes in the wake of the inebriated fire captain last year who launched his department vehicle airborne and came to arrest dangling over a highway overpass. And a drunk firefighter, fresh from a party at the firehouse, who, responding to an emergency call, smashed a neighbor's car. Mayor Mike Duggan of Detroit has promised mental health help for the troubled firefighters and cops more than a year ago. But he's yet to deliver on that promise. What else is new? Bottoms up! <laughs> the Michigan Democrats are circulating a dossier on ex-police chief James E. Craig, the presumptive frontrunner for the Republican nomination for governor. It seems that while he was chief of police, Craig received special treatment from his officers. Run sheets obtained by the Democrats and given to any reporter who would take them shows that cops went to Craig's east side home 44 times in the span of a year and a half. Those runs were marked as special attention. Craig told the Detroit News that this was a, quote, pathetic smear campaign, unquote, by the Democrats, it was, who don't understand basic police procedures. They don't. The chief explained that officers who just happened to be in his neighborhood patrolling by would stop by the house if things were slow. The problem with that is no officer would simply be in Craig's neighborhood by chance. You see, the chief lives in a gated community with a security booth located on an isolated slip on the Detroit River far away from the hubbub of the Motor City neighborhoods. Nevertheless, cops often just happen to be in the neighborhood if Craig is to be believed. Once they came by seven times in a single day. Another time they showed up twice around midnight. Now what is located by Craig's Seaside Shangri-La is Sinbad's Waterfront Restaurant and Marina. It's a favorite drinking hole of his honor. In fact, Craig can still be found there on many evenings holding court at the far edge of the rail. Let's hope he calls Uber. And finally, Michigan has ended its mask advisory for all public settings, including schools, Governor Gretchen Whitmer announced Wednesday. This comes after Madam Governor was spotted at a Saginaw event this week without a mask, and after a who's who of celebrities and superstars were seen partying up at the Super Bowl with naked faces. Still, local school districts will have the ultimate choice in Michigan to drop mask mandates in the public schools, thus pushing the COVID culture wars out of sight. The state health department still recommends universal masking in long-term care facilities and nursing homes, unless of course you're dead. If you're dead, you'll be lucky to be counted. And that's your news. I'm Charlie LaDuff. City Council President Pro Temps parked on the sidewalk. That's 45 bucks.
well, it seems like we got all kinds of money to waste in Detroit, except wasting money on the people. This is City Council President Pro Tem's city paid for Chevy SUV. I suggest all the council members who get the city funded cars get themselves a Ford. That's right, a car we can afford. That means drive your own car to work. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. The top rated realtors in Michigan have said that our five-star certified pre-approval is a game changer to the home buying process. Hall Financial's focus on speed and client service allows you to take on the housing market and win. When you're ready to purchase your new home, you need to make Hall Financial your first call. The mortgage company realtors trust and buyers love. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us at callhallfirst.com. Nice neighborhood, bro. Thank you, thank you, brother, it's trying. Except for those. Yeah, abandon, 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 abandon. Historical Dr. Ocean Suite, abandoned. Got a plaque and it's falling in. Abandoned school. How many of these around the school are abandoned? Um, about 17 to 20, actually. Would you look it up? Yeah. What'd you look it up on? Detroit Parcel Look Tracker. Detroit Parcel Tracker. tracker. Anybody yeah. in Detroit want to look about how Detroit Parcel Tracker tell you the owner? Yep. And it's the city owns these? Yeah. The fucking city owns Detroit it. Detroit Land Bank. Which is the city. Yeah. Whatever the fuck they want to say. Yeah, whatever they want to call it. So you got 17, 20 houses around the school that are abandoned. That we put what? 250 million of prop in, 250 million of federal money, 250 million of city money. Yep, almost a billion. And it's right next to the schools? Yeah. That's the same as the school like me and Byron did last year. 13 of these fuckers. Well, as you can see, a year later in a whole nother area, it's the same story. Show me some more. Let's take a walk. Oh, look, Red. I didn't know you had a public school in your neighborhood. Yeah, DPS fine. One of DPS finest. Hutchinson. And you got some really nice abandoned houses right next to it. Yeah. It's a real fixer-upper, Red. And that's a problem, too. Prop in, they promised to rehab a lot of the houses mm -hmm. to try to revitalize the neighborhood with the houses they could. But as you can see, it ain't much rehabbing going on as, as well as demolition. Well, I just see school going on. Come on. So what's the, all these uh, fucking trees, dude? Yeah, this is a Hans Group, Hans Farm. Originally, it was a deal with the city. He come in, plant these. They supposed to make the soil good to be used later on. Oh, that's the dude they gave him all the, they gave him the property. Yeah. As I remember. Yeah, these are- gonna put these in and take the poison the, out? Yeah, supposed to take all the poison and contaminants from the soil out to make it more viable, I guess, for sale. That's yeah. what they told us. They don't look too healthy, bro. No, not at all. These trees have been this tall probably the last five years. Shit. Maybe they're sad because they live next to these houses. <laughs> they're good for this. Sit up here in the shade. Now, how do you look up if it's if it's scheduled for demolish? 
You go to Demolish Detroit Demolish Tracker. Okay. Demolition Tracker, I'm sorry. Detroit Demolition Tracker. So, Byron, that's the city. We're just sitting here because that doesn't have a porch anymore. That one says here by this website you gave me, the Demo Tracker, and that every citizen could use. That that's owned by the land bank, but it's not in any way contracted or scheduled. To be demoed. Right. So we don't know when, how long that's gonna be. And when I was searching, I found quite a few that were listed like that, with no demo scheduled. There's nothing, nothing here. Nothing there. Nothing around here. This is your neighborhood. Yeah. Call your city council person. It, no, no return call. No return call. Should we call the mayor's office? I, I wouldn't know where to start. It's no direct line to to, to the mayor's office. Unfortunately, no bad phone. <laughs> Did you call the school board? To be honest, I, I, I never thought to call them about demolition in the house. That makes sense, because that's not what they do. Yeah. Did you call your state rep? No, and considering it's an election, I wouldn't know who to go with, the new one, the soon-to-be, or the one that's in there now. It's I mean, the city. So they can't even run the state. Yeah, right? so. Much less the city. So you called who you are supposed to and just gave up on the rest. Like every other American. Yeah, because after a minute, you, you just get frustrated and tired and feel like it ain't going to really change. This is a sin, man. Hey, kid. You, you like living next door to this? See this house? Do you like living next to it? I don't know. You don't know? Just kind of normal? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he summed it up best. Well, if you've what been house? in Detroit in the last 20 years, that's it becomes the norm. You see that, baby? By the uh, way, he's supposed to be in school. Someone lived there? That one, no, I'm assuming. No door. City owns that one. They got to take that down. There's a school right there. They killed somebody in the Say what? Say that again? In, in that city-owned house, they pulled a dead body out? Yeah. This is my, my friend Red. It's his neighborhood. What's up, man? Come on, come on in. Huh? Yeah, it do be, but I didn't hear about that. They killed somebody and threw him in the basement. Killed somebody, threw him in that basement. Across from you. And didn't even board it up. At minimum. City, city owns that. Yeah. Would you like it down? Yeah, yeah. They found a fucking corpse next to the school. They found a corpse in a house owned by the city next to the school. Okay, anybody listening or watching this, right? You got a kid. This, this piece of shit next to your kid's school and a corpse gets pulled out. And that's normal. Do you know who owns that building? The city. You know who owns that building? The city. You know what that building is? The school. It's a nice school? That's it. Yes, sir. Well, why the children got to look at this on the way to school? I don't even know. I don't even live over here. You don't even notice it yourself anymore, do you? No, sir. No, it's regular. Just go to work and come home. Shit. And go home. Tanya. Happy spring. Same as you, man. When they going to take some of this shit down? I don't know, man. I hope they do it. They found a corpse in that motherfucker. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That's a school. Yeah, which one? Which house? That one right there. That one right there? Yeah. You own this home? Yeah, this is my mom's house. Okay, so you pay tax on it. Yeah, for sure. That proposition and demolition money. Right. 
School, man. I thought the, the mayor said schools first. <laughs> schools first, supposedly. No, not happening? No. <laughs> you want to tell him something? I don't know, man. I ain't got much to say. Oh, there we go. That's right. You got nothing to say, so nothing gets done. But it breaks my heart. You're like, what's the point anyway? That breaks my heart to hear. Right. I, I mean, you know, Charlie, you know, uh, I guess I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking like that, but you know. Well, brother, because it's true. Yeah, we've been trying to get this tore down for years, you know, and nothing's seen to happen. The building right there, you know, it's too much. Them down there, it's just too much, man, right? you know. That be, you become content with it. It yeah, becomes right. the norm. Yeah. yeah. Right, they told me we had a two or three houses down, you know, a couple years ago. That was the first street, but that was it, you know? That was it. You own this house? No, nah, we renting. It's a nice house. This one? Yeah. It's a nice house. Try to keep it up. I try to keep the grass cut, but I ain't getting no help. Dude, the city don't even come cut the lot and field around it. it. I gotta cut it. Or the trees, really? as we can see. So the city-owned building, they don't even cut that shit. What about this one? I cut this. But this belongs to the city. Yeah, yeah, belongs to the city. What the fuck? As a father, how do you feel letting your kids out to play or do anything around here with all these abandoned houses? As I'm out here with them, I, I feel comfortable. But right now here, they ain't coming out here. They ain't, ain't safe. And we didn't grow up like that. And then they got all these uh, stray dogs running through. They just the dogs just ran into school and bit somebody. No. Yeah, that was uh, last week. I think today. What? Uh, uh, today. They just had the dog catchers down there looking for some dogs. Some wild dogs just went into school today and bit a kid? I don't even believe that. My wife across the street, she'll let you know. That's, she worked there? Yeah. And, and that's yet another city service. So if you had something to tell the city, the mayor, listening, what would you tell them? Just give us some help out here. That, that's all we ask. We, we out here with y'all, but just come on, you can just see it. You, you wouldn't want to live next to this. I want to, I want to show you the one I, I tried. Up up just north of here, on the east side as well. I want to show you that neighborhood. Got like, it's like this, but like 13 right on top of the school. See this neighborhood, dude? Yeah. About five miles from yours, we did this last year. About 13 abandoned houses. Okay. They got these out. There's two of them right here. Two. There's That's still the one there, there's still one over there, there's still some down there. But if you keep on them, you Maybe. can get this for your kids too. That's what we hope. And they need to keep going. Once they start, don't stop. Two is great. All politics are local. True that. City councilman. City council member, ombudsman, your city ombudsman. That's where you citizens lodge their complaint. Okay. Call the mayor's office. Okay. Call the school board. Okay. Okay. I would. Thanks for that one, because I never would have thought to call the school board. Makes sense. Okay. School start making noise. Pay a little more attention. Kids deserve better. Yes. All right, bro. Definitely. Good job. Dead bodies, unbelievable. <laughs> You forgot this one, Mayor. And that one. And that one. And that one. And that one. Carry on.
remember the story we did last week about all the crappy houses the city owns in its neighborhood surrounded by a school full of kids trying to do better in their lives? About 400 children attend Pulaski Elementary and Middle School on Detroit's east side. But how can children learn when the school is surrounded by unwholesome buildings that double as shooting galleries for dope addicts and graveyards for rodents? Did the mayor return our calls? No! Did the city do anything? No! He changes the subject and announces a mid-chain department store and apartment buildings on his lot sometime in the future. So you didn't hear from the mayor? Not at all. But you heard about the new Target? I heard about all the, everything going on downtown in Midtown. But I don't hear nothing about 48205. 48205 die. Exactly. It's the oldest political trick in the book. You hook up the rich guy, you screw the little guy, and just hide in your badger hole. Now we were told the mayor was supposed to be palling around with the undersecretary of HUD this week to shore what he did with all that federal money. Now not to stir shit up, but you notice how most of that money seemed to go to the parts of towns where white people live? The mayor's not coming today, he's not gonna- The mayor had a conflict, he had to get yanked off or something, I don't know what it was for. I don't know, they told me he, he bailed. He's not he, coming. He didn't show up? No. Fucking they showed the secretary the new apartments and the new condos, and she said, it's good to see the comeback kid come back. It's just that no one took her to see where the actual kids live. And by the way, Mr. Mayor, that's your mess. That belongs to the city. Get your shit together, Mr. Mayor, and help the citizens of Detroit. We need help over here. People are dying and crying and losing their properties. And look at all this vacant shit. Get a shot over there. We're sick of this shit over here. I'm paying property taxes at my fucking home and I can't even live in this motherfucker. Then again, they don't need condominiums on this side of town. They have a splendid little bed and breakfast right here at the corner. That's okay. We'll find you. Well, that's the program, and I want to remind you of the dignity of labor. Remember all those that got us to this point, and to remind you that a worker should share in the profit of the product. That doesn't make me a socialist. That makes me a person from Michigan. See you next week.